All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. It's of course you do, Brett. Of course you do. Bag milk. Yes, sir. This is Ceases. Mm-hmm. Ceases. Mm-hmm. Ceases. Ceases. Maybe Ceases can help me get down to some of the the bottom of some of the oh, stuff yeah. I'm going to talk about. This is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. And that's where we're going to start off the podcast. I am back from vacation. It is time for a fresh episode of Better Late Than Never. Can you hear Frank? He's got a new toy. Got a new toy. I missed him, so I bought him a new squeaker toy. And who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like that, you know? Everybody likes that. Frank's having a good time. We're all having a good time. We're back. As always, I want to start off the podcast by saying thank you to the audio department. Go check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. It is your home for all things recording, whether you're in a folk band, a rap group, huh? Maybe you and your buddies are the next coming of Migos. That'd be fun. I'd like a local Migos. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca and book a time in the studio. I think I should go down there. I've got a song in my heart, and I'd need a place to get it out, and I think the audio department is exactly where that'll be. Check it out at theaudiodepartment.ca. They work to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Check them out at 69 182nd Avenue Northwest right here in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. Welcome back to Better Late Than Never. It's a week off. Did you miss me? Huh? Did you? You don't got to tell me that you did. 
but I assume you did. I imagine you missed me just as much as I missed you. Why are you so pissy? I'm not pissy. I feel refreshed. I feel good. I feel energized. It's nice to have a week off. And that's where I'm going to start the podcast this week is just talking a little bit about vacation time. Frank, if you could, uh, if you could uh, not play with the squeaker toy right now, that'd be great. I probably should have taken that away from you before we recorded, but we live and we learn. We live and we learn. So the vacation recap, I went out for a wedding in Vancouver, on Vancouver Island, I should say, out of Brentwood Bay. It was lovely. Spent a couple of days on the island, just kind of chilled, kind of went to some restaurants, had a couple of drinks, had a couple of fine meals. Weird town though, Victoria. So the wedding was in Brentwood Bay, just, I guess, north of Victoria. Victoria's weird. There's nothing there for me in the sense that it closes uh, before six on most days. I was like, me and the missus were just killing time one day and we were, before we went to Vancouver, I'm like, maybe we should go to a museum or something. Look at the time. Closed at five. What time is it? 5.30. That was happening to me all over the place. From there, we went and jumped on the ferry, went to Vancouver, had a great time. Saw my boy Gene Schwartz, had a couple of meals with him. Wonderful just to hang out by the beach, have some cocktails, watch the world go by. The thing that I needed to do, and maybe it's just because of my job, I suppose. Yeah, probably, is just check out entirely. Do you ever have those weekends or weeks or days or evenings even where you just throw the phone aside and you just let it be? Whatever happens, happens. You can deal with it later. But in that moment, you know you are not supposed to be there. In that moment, you know you are supposed to be just chilling, chilling. The weird thing about Vancouver is, and I hadn't been there for a while, so like I said, we were down at the beach just chilling at English Bay. It's almost like a Banksy painting when you look out there. The scene was beautiful. I'll post some pictures on my Instagram where you're on the beach and they do a good job of keeping it clean, but we were sitting down kind of like on a drift log down by the water looking out and it's picturesque, the sun's going down. You're like, oh, bag milk, that's so lovely. And then out in the bay you see just these giant shipping container ships used to transport all kinds of shit, I imagine. I was trying to guess what was in them, but obviously you can't check. You, you can't guess that. It just It's funny how those boats, while they're waiting to get loaded up or they're waiting to leave or whatever's going on, they just kind of ruin the view. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. It's like a Banksy painting. But that trip also led me to my question for the week. Because when I got home from Vancouver, it was one of those things where no food in the house. Obviously, I was gone for eight days or whatever it was, so I'm not going to have a bunch of groceries in my house when I leave. So what do I do? I grab some stuff. I'm like, okay, I drank too much. I ate too much. I'm going to get a little bit healthy this week. I'm going to take a dip in Lake Bag Milk, and I'm going to make sure that the uh, the old temple has been fed to the best of my abilities. What can I make myself? The world's my oyster. I'm at the grocery store. I'm buying overpriced groceries. Thanks, inflation. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm 37 years old, and I realize that the bulk of what I eat at my house, if I'm cooking for myself, that is, the bulk of what I eat is like chicken wraps, salads, pastas. You know, that's all good shit. But like my repertoire is very small. If you want a bowl of cereal, your boy bag milk's got you. But if you're looking for like a three-course meal with an appetizer and a nice entree and maybe a little tiramisu for dessert, I can't help you unless I'm taking you out for dinner. 
So that brought me to the question of the week for this week's episode of Better Late Than Never. I wanted to know, what did you think you would be able to do better by the time you're the age you are? So in my case, 37 years old, I imagined I would be a better chef. When I was a kid, I remember watching my dad, my old man, great cook, making meals for us. And I thought, you know what? When I get older, I'm going to be able to make meals like this. I'm going to be able to cook up some shit. People are going to be like, I want to go to Bag Milk's house because that dude knows how to work it. He knows how to work his way around the oven. Well, the reality is, unfortunately, at least for me, is that's just not the case. Unless I'm throwing a frozen pizza in the oven, which again, we've covered this weeks ago. Casa di Mama is the elite of the elite frozen pizzas. Don't even argue with me or I'll shoot you. Elite of the elite when it comes to pizzas. That I can do. But cooking up like a meal, I need to put some work into it. It made me think that maybe in the off season here, I should go do a cooking class. Maybe I convince, can convince you Remchuk to come do it with me. We can make some content for the podcast or real life could be fun. So I asked you, what did you think you'd be better at by the time you were an adult? In my case, cooking. You guys, as always, came through with some very funny answers. Uh, Mike, that guy Mike on Twitter, he just says, opening jars with pure strength. I still need to use the hot water technique. If you don't know the hot water technique, well, you've got some learning to do. You really, really do have some learning to do. I think that... Uh, that's a good one. Opening jars with pure strength. Just the other day. I don't remember what I was, I don't remember what I was trying to make again. I was maybe like opening pickles or something. I love pickles. I'm one of those weirdos that I'll just eat pickles out of the jar. I'll reach my hand in there if it fits. I got a big old mitt, but if I can get in there, I'm going to eat a pickle. You know, I love that. Another answer that came in that made me laugh was a classic Davis just says, Manage my time better between work, family, and my points bet gambling. It's really hard for me to find some time or some me time, I should say. I respect that. I respect that because sometimes the day gets away with you, especially when you got family, you got kids, you got a job, you're trying to make everything fit into one. When are you taking a dip in Lake U? Just relaxing, soaking in the vibes, soaking in the good, positive energy. Alice Moran, you know her, of course. She says, I thought I'd have figured out how to be a good dancer by this age, which is wild because I took years of dance class as a kid and never got good. Maybe you just need the rhythm in your heart. Rhythm in your heart, a better dancer. I also thought I'd be a better dancer. Like if you ask me how to do a waltz, I can't help you. If you want me to just drunken boogie out on the dance floor, if we're hitting the D floor after a couple of shots of tequila, I'm there with you. But will the moves be anything anybody wants to look at or see? Just an expression of motion, generally speaking? That'd be me. I'm not a great dancer either. So I think there's probably a lot of us that are in that same boat. Cannot dance worth a shit. Uh, Robin Brownlee said, I thought I'd be invited to the Oilers Nation Golf Tournament by now. Robin, we know what happened here. You've been invited, my friend. Unfortunately, they happened during the day. Work weeks. But if you're listening to this podcast... Email me or call me. We've got a spot for you. I promise you. Surveyor Brett says, still be able to touch my toes. How many of you are in your 30s, maybe 40s, maybe even your 20s, and you just can't touch them anymore? Even worse, can you see them? Can you see them? That's what I want to know. 
Uh, Danger Suede says, clip my toenails without it looking like a fucking massacre. I like without without trying to be gross here. I kind of want to see your feet. What do you mean look like a massacre? How bad can you possibly cut your toenails? Are you doing dagger shapes? Diamond shapes? What kind of shape are you doing? Right now to my left, by the way, Frank is sitting there with his squeak toy, silently waiting for me to throw it for him, but he's just looking at me all disappointed. He's like, oh, you got that stupid microphone in your face again. That means you're shutting down for the next 30 minutes. Uh, Electronic Jordan says, be competent with money. I was thinking about that. So in my family, talking about money is a very common thing. What are you doing with it? What are you doing to plan for retirement? What are you investing in? All that stuff's really common in my family. So for me, it was just very natural to to talk about it. And a bunch of my buddies, we've got group texts where we're talking about investments. We're talking about what we're putting money in, what we're looking at, what we're spending, how we're saving, all of that stuff. So for me, that one was one of the ones that always surprises me. But then at the same point, why don't they teach us this shit in school? How come you can leave grade 12 and not know how to do your taxes? How is that possible? It's probably on purpose, isn't it? They're trying to keep us in the dark. That's what I'm, that's what, that's what I'm thinking here. Huh? Either way. Sherry says, buy my own home. I think there's a lot of people that probably fall under that camp. Buy my own home. It just seems like when I was 25, I bought my house for $32,000 and now I live in it. It's worth $385,000. Like that's the story we tended to hear, at least when I was young. And now like the house I live in, mm, not the case. In fact, it went the other way. Happens to the best of us. We'll get out there. I'm not, in a, I'm not in a rush to move or anything, so, you know, it's fine. But, like, I imagine, Sherry, you're not the only one in that camp. Carrie says, play uh, Ardshock? Play Ardshock. How do you say that word? Sadly, played at Ardshock, but it's not the same. I Googled Ardshock. I had to. It seems like a festival. A hard rock festival specifically. And if you could play at a hard rock festival, I always think of Ozfest when I think of hard rock festivals. I always thought I should be in a metal band. There's two bands that I always thought I should be in. Is One was a punk band. Obviously, I loved Blink-182. I loved all of that shit in the early 2000s. That was right in my wheelhouse. That's when I was in high school. That was in my prime, baby. I always thought I was going to be in a pop punk band. Or I thought I would be great at being the... like the rhythm guitar player in a metal band, the guy who can, cause I got a great head of hair. If I grew this out 80 style down to the shoulders, that mop would be flowing. And I always pictured myself as one of those guys who could just whip it around back and forth. Just like the constant headbang while I'm playing power chords. That was always the dream. That was always the dream. If you've got more things that you can think of that, you know, you just thought you'd be better at. You're like, I'm a 30-year-old man or woman or whatever, or you're in your 20s or you're older. You're in your 40s or 50s or 60s. Thought you'd be better at. Here's another one. I thought I'd be better at uh, folding a fitted sheet. I know it's impossible. I thought I would just be better at chores. You know, chores aren't my favorite thing. I'm the kind of guy who I've got to carve out time on a Sunday and just get after it and just do it. I'll make a list and I start checking them off the list and until I'm at the bottom, I feel like I need more to do. I thought I'd get into it. I thought I'd get into it. If I don't set myself a list, I could, my, my house, I live by myself. I, it's me and Frank here. Turn into a complete disaster. 
can turn into a complete disaster. Anyway, that's what I was thinking about on my vacation. That's what I was thinking about. Why am I an adult and I can't cook for myself? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make a lick of sense. But sometimes life just doesn't make sense. And you know what? It's not like I eat unhealthily. Wraps, salads, nothing wrong with that. I had a hell of a steak salad that I made for myself last night. Oh, by the way, have you ever air fried a steak? I went to barbecue last night. Again, I came back from vacation. I'm just, I'm, I'm out. I'm not in sync yet. I'm not firing on all cylinders. They're starting to heat up. They're starting to pick up, but I think I'm running on four of six right now. So I got to turn on the barbecue. I forgot I had no propane. So what am I going to do? I want the steak. I'm going to make a steak salad tonight. I'm making steak wraps. See, back and forth, salad to wraps. I air fried it last night. This is the first time I air fried a steak, I think. At least that I can remember. I might've done it before and just not remembered. But man, it's pretty fucking good. Blast that baby, 370, six minutes, seven minutes per side, depending on what kind of steak you got. It was damn tender, perfectly cooked, a nice medium in the middle. Come on. There you go, theaudiodepartment.ca, little vacation recap. Go check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. But it's not all about me, this podcast, of course. There's things that happened in the world, and I wasn't around with the Edmonton Oilers. And we are going to get to it right now in the news. The news! Brought to you by my friends at Arcadia Brewing. Go check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com, ArcadiaYeg.com, or Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Go check them out. I'm due to stop in there. If you're listening from Arcadia, I'm due to stop in. I want some Whistling Pig. I haven't had, it's been weeks since I've had one, and I need one. So the big news that came down while I was away, like I said, I was throwing my phone in the hotel. I was ignoring it. I was a man connected to the world. The physical world is not the internet world where I'd normally live. But even still, I was out at a pub having a drink. Look up on the screen. Jay Woodcroft, three-year extension. What is not to like about that? Yeah! Which made me give, gives me a chance to play the, uh, the Jay Woodcroft song. We haven't played it in a while. I'm Jay Woodcroft, three-year extension. Uh, absolutely worth it. Absolutely love this deal for the Oilers. I love this guy so, so much. The way he turned the season around was absolutely incredible. One of the best records in the NHL once he stepped behind the bench. And for the Edmonton Oilers to lock that guy up, first of all, there's a couple of things that I like about it. They didn't get distracted by the Barry Trotzes and the Paul Maurices and all of the other big names that are out there. Like, who would have expected Torts to be back behind the bench? But there he is in Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. But for the Oilers, they stuck with their man. They stuck with the guy that, first of all, he was here as an assistant coach with Todd McClellan. We all know it. But then he went down to Bakersfield and he had some success in the AHL with the Condors. He put in the work, he put in the time, and the Oilers put in the investment into him and it turned into a head coaching gig. Get rid of the interim tag. Get rid of it all. I love it. Yeah! Let's go, baby! Uh, Next up. This one just kind of came up right before I started recording. Tommy G, Tom Gazzola, is reporting or speculating that the Oilers and Yesa Pugliarvi are heading towards a split. 
Now, what does that mean? We've been having this telegraphed by some of the local media guys, the Stoffers, the Spectres, the Mathesons for a while now that maybe it's time for both sides to move on. Personally, now before we get into this, I think this is crazy. I think this was crazy. I had another righteous sack beating kind of prepared for later, but this almost overtook it because this just annoys me. This is a player who's not going to cost the team a whole lot of money. He's huge. He's young. He's going to get better with more at-bats. And it doesn't seem like they want to make it work. So what does it mean to be heading for a split? I have no idea. Does that mean Yessa asked for a trade? Maybe. He asked for a trade before he went back to Finland, if you remember. So did he ask for a trade? Maybe. But from an Oilers perspective... How are they going to win this trade? How are they going to win this one? Because it's not like Yessa had such a fantastic year that he blew the, that he blew the doors off everything. And now he's, he's going to just command a massive return. I don't think that's the case. 14 goals, 22 assists for 36 points. That's a career high, by the way. That's a career high. That's something to hang your hat on. So it's not like he's at his lowest all time value. But the way he ended the season, you got to think that it's not the sky high value. So one thing that the Oilers can't do here is they can't have another Eberle for Strom for Spooner situation. I don't know where on that chain Pugliarvi would be. Let's just put him in the Eberle slot on that horrible trade tree of doom. But how do you win this trade? Unless you package him up with the first to get a better player back in return that can help you immediately trading him for a draft pick is not going to work. Are you going to trade him for some other team's reclamation project? Maybe, but that's where the Strom for Spooner comes in. No, like if you remember, think back, it wasn't even that long ago. Think back, think way back. Ryan Strom's career with the Edmonton Oilers did not start off great. It just didn't. He was slow. Not exactly uncommon that a guy comes to a new team and it takes him a minute to figure it out. In one season, his first full season with the Oilers, 13 goals, 21 assists for 34 points. Does that sound familiar? The next season, 18 games with the Oilers, one goal, one assist, two points. He was then traded to the Rangers where he finished off the year with 18 goals, 15 assists, and 33 points in 63 games. From there, he's been an 18-goal scorer, a 14-goal scorer in 56 games, 21 goals this past season with the Rangers. Are you telling me that you don't think Ryan Strom would look good on this roster right now with the benefit of hindsight? Of course he would. Of course he would. Frank's fired up. I know, buddy. We're getting upset about Jesse Pugliarvi again. So my point here is, if this is the end of our of our time together with Jesse Pugliarvi, I don't, I don't see how the Oilers are going to win this one. I just don't. I just don't. It cannot happen where they take a step back on another trade. Because you can't say, like, if you remember again, like the craziness that was the Shirelli era, he traded Eberle because he said for cap space. Well, he didn't use anything, do anything with that cap space savings anyway, but it can't be this way. You can't be degrading the skill on your roster. Maybe I'm just higher on Pugliarvi than some people are out there, but I just don't see how they win this one. So the draft coming up next week, 
We'll see what happens. These moves tend to happen at the draft or sometime around there, and we are a week out, eight days out. Speaking of the draft, it is coming up the first round on Thursday next week. So I'm going to have a live blog for you at OethersNation.com. I will make sure that I'm taking care of all of you that have got real jobs. I'm going to make you make sure you got the rumors in, keep you up to date on who's moved where, if there's any moves. So we're going to keep you covered there at OethersNation.com. I'll have the live blog going up early in the morning on Thursday. Weird that it's on a Thursday this year, but whatever. Oilers pick at the end of the first round, 29th overall. We're going to see what happens with that pick. Do they use it? Do they try and trade it for more picks? That's my guess. If I was to bet, and I'm a betting man, listen to BLT bets, by the way, I would bet on the Oilers trading down to get a pair of seconds or something like that. I know Carolina did that last year with a late first round pick. So that's what I'm guessing. Or maybe they package it up. Maybe this is finally the year they package it up. Looking at the picks, though, they pick in the first round, then nothing until the fifth round, 158th overall. Sixth round is 190th overall. Seventh round is 222nd overall. So the others only have, at the moment, four picks scheduled for the upcoming draft. Maybe there's more to be added. You know, there's rumors going around. Tyler will have his rumors blog going out tomorrow, which is Thursday. Is Do they trade Tyson Berry just for a pick to try and get some cap savings there? I don't know that it's possible, but Frank Saravalli's got him potentially on the move because there are teams that just want a Tyson Berry type, and the Oilers already have Evan Bouchard. The weirdness about this is if Bouchard can fill that role next year already, they kind of need an Adam Larson type. Do you trade him? Berry, that is? To Seattle for Larson? Huh? One for one again? Huh? By the way, today's the anniversary before anybody hits me up. Yes, today's the anniversary of the Taylor Hall trade for Adam Larson. As it turned out, I liked Adam Larson a lot. It bums me out that he is not here. It bums me out that he's not here because I think that they really could have used a defenseman like him. But we'll see. Uh, looking ahead at the draft still, we're working through the news for Arcadia Brewing Co. When were we going to hear from Mike Smith? Are we going to hear from him before free agency, which starts on July 13th? Or are we going to hear from him sooner than that to find out what his plans are for next year? What about Duncan Keith? Here's my guess. If you want bold predictions, we're going to do some bold predictions here because that's what we do. I'm going to say Keith back, Smith not back. What do you think of that? That's what I'm going to say. That's going to be my bold prediction here. I don't even think that's that bold, to be honest. Another news, speaking of goaltending, if Mike Smith does not come back, Pierre Lebrun from TSN is reporting that the Oilers will be about one of 10 teams that are in on Vili Husso. I talked about Vili Husso a bunch of times on Oilers Nation Radio. Just had a solid season with the Blues. The thing about Husso, though, is he doesn't have a whole lot of experience at this point. 64 total games played in the regular season for Husso. Uh, this past year with the St. Louis Blues, he had an 890 save percentage. Or that was in the playoffs. That was in the playoffs in seven games played. 919 was his save percentage in the regular season, pardon me. So what do you do? What do you do? Cap hit for Billy Huso this past season was $750,000. You imagine he's going to get a raise? We'll see. Option I threw out there on, on Oilers Nation Radio, and this is just pure speculation. This is just pure me, me thinking out loud, man. It's off season. It's silly season. We're going to make shit up if we have to. What about Cam Talbot? 
Look at what's going on in Minnesota. They just traded Kevin Fiala for the Los Angeles to the Los Angeles Kings. They got to clear cap space because their buyout hell is starting ASAP. This year they got something like twelve million bucks in dead cap space. Next year it goes up for the next two years. So they gotta they gotta clear out some salary. Would Dadbot come back? I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking out loud. Uh looking at that Fiala trade. Minnesota traded Fiala to the Los Angeles Kings, who then re-signed him to $7.9 million. He was a point-per-game player this past season in Minnesota. 85 points in 82 games for Fiala. They got a first-rounder for him, 19th overall, and Brock Faber, which is a blue-chip prospect that was in the LA system. So the thing that I want to make a note about with this Fiala trade is teams in the Pacific are already working to get better. Will LA be better than they were last year? A little bit of experience. A guy like Fiala comes in. I think they will. Will the Vegas Golden Knights be better because they were awful last year? I hope not, but I'm imagining they will. Will the Canucks be better? Probably. At least a little bit. Flams? Who knows? We'll see what happens with Johnny Gaudreau and uh, who else they got to sign? Matthew Kachuk? Do they got to sign him too? We'll see what happens down the road in Calgary, but the point here still stands. The Oilers need to get better. At this stage today, June 29th, I don't see it happening. If the Pugliarvi thing is true, which I'm going to, I would bet dollars to donuts on it. Tommy G doesn't make this stuff up. If that happens, Pugliarvi out, Vander Kane out, Frank Squeak Toy back in. How are the Oilers better? Because right now on June 29th, that makes them look worse to me. Now, again, Kane could be back again. We don't know what's going to go on with the San Jose situation. There's a lot of question marks there. We don't know what's going to happen with Yes Pugliarvi or what the return would be. But could you argue that the Oilers are better today than they were at the end of their run? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's a big problem that Ken Holland is going to have to face as we navigate this offseason. It's a short one. We're already heading into July, Canada Day. Is on Friday. No free agency day on on uh, Canada Day. So what I'm going to ask you to do is come down to uh, the pint downtown with us. We're having a Jays Nation viewing party. Game's at 1 o'clock. Come get a little patio time with us. We're going to go down there. We're going to have a cocktail. We're going to watch the Jays. We're going to have a great time. Got it? Good. Good, good, good. There it is. Your news from my friends at Arcadia. ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. That's where you find them. That's where I need you to be. Got it? Good. Good, good, good. And there we go. The news. There we go with the news. It's interesting to try and catch up on news like this from around the league when you just haven't been paying attention. To be honest, like I said this on Real Life the other day um, when we were talking about it, I didn't even realize that the the Avalanche had won the Stanley Cup until the next day. That's how checked out I was. Not looking at anything when I didn't have to. And so trying to get caught up, it's going to be interesting to see. This is a busy offseason for the Oilers. Busy offseason. Another thing that I didn't mention in the news that I probably should have, Friday, again, Canada Day, come hang out with us at the Pine Downtown. Two, the first buyout window kicks off on Friday. Will the Oilers trade or buy out Zach Cassian as 
per the rumors or speculation or just general thought process of freeing up some cap space. Another rumor that kind of circled while I was away was that Cassian may get traded with a sweetener to just clear him out entirely. What is that sweetener? It better not be yes, Apuliarvi. Better not. Or we might we have to be getting something good back. You know? But we'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. You wanna see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy! Righteous sack beating time for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Go check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. Whatever tools you need. Like, I'm looking at some of these pictures. I don't know what any of these mean, or I don't know what any of these do, but they look fun. Maybe I should head out to Trilogy Oil Field and offer my services for a couple of days. They'd probably fire me, but I'd have a good time, I think. Look at all these tools. I could just big machinery, big, big machinery. That's what I like. TrilogyRentals.ca. Righteous sack beating time. Again, I talked about Jay Woodcroft. That extension meant so much to me. I don't, I like, I feel like it was one of my friends got signed. I can already picture the Woody pose in his house, wherever he's at. I don't know where Jay Woodcroft lives, but I can already picture the pose in his house. Hands on his hips, looking at the calendar. He's like, there's 85 days until training camp starts. I must get to going now. I, 85 days, I just made that up. I have no idea if that's accurate. But the righteous sack beating this week for Trilogy Oil is actually thinking about Dave Tippett. Why? Now, I was just thinking about how frustrating it was to watch this team for months, specifically December, January, when they were just god awful. They were what, 2 11 and 2 or something? Those only two wins came when Glenn Gullitson was behind the bench and uh, Tippett was in COVID protocol. I was just thinking about how frustrating that was to watch at that time. It was when he was behind the bench, they just they didn't make any adjustments and they didn't look like they were playing to their potential whatsoever. And maybe it's unfair to pile an old Dave more than four months after you got canned, but I was just thinking about how much fun that playoff run was while I was away on holiday and it annoyed me that we almost didn't get a chance to do it in the first place. Think about it. When Woodcroft came in in February, the Oilers were, what, five points out of a playoff spot? He dragged them. His work and adjustments and getting the most out of his team and actually getting everybody involved ended up giving the Oilers a reason and a way and a will to climb back into second place in the division after looking like they were out. I think about the Western Conference Final, and even though they got swept by the eventual cup champions, does that make it feel better, by the way? It kind of does, huh? Like, it kind of makes me feel better about that loss in a way, knowing that Colorado ended up winning the Stanley Cup. But... What I was getting to is we almost never had that fun at all. We almost never got a chance to watch the Oilers absolutely steamroll through the Calgary Flames in the second round. We almost never got a chance to do it. And it was all because Dave Tippett just looked like, at least to me, at least to an outside perspective, he looked completely disinterested in coaching or making any adjustments. All he wanted to do was play Connor and Leon as much as possible and hope those two could drag the team forward, which generally speaking is a pretty good bet to have. Pretty good bet to have, but as we saw down the stretch, they needed more players going, and Jay Woodcroft was able to do that. He was able to get the most out of the team that Ken Holland gave to him, and I think that that's incredible, and I don't know why I'm thinking about Dave Tippett right now. He's retired, 
or that he's a reportedly retired. He's probably having a cocktail right now down in Arizona. It just bothers me to think that he seemed, again, outside perspective, I'm not in the room. I'm on this side of the TV screen. He seemed just content to do nothing and make no adjustments, man. It drove me fucking crazy. We almost wasted a year. Could you imagine how annoying this offseason would have been had the Oilers missed the playoffs? Think of all the nonsense we would have had to listen to for months on end. Months on end. And it took a man named Jay Woodcroft to come in and save us. So again, why am I thinking about Dave Tippett months after he's been fired? I don't know. I was just being nostalgic and thinking back to how much fun we had during that playoff run. How much fun I personally had interacting with all of you guys on social media, doing this podcast twice a week. I want to do this podcast twice a week more often, by the way. We'll talk about that later. But it almost didn't happen. And I'm pointing my finger at you, Dave. I'm pointing my finger at you. Not only did you not want to make adjustments, you didn't give us the mustache. You didn't give us the fucking mustache. And if that doesn't cause you to deserve a righteous sack beating, then I don't know what does. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Caution. This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Isn't this podcast dumb? (laughs) I love it. I love this. I got to push my little buttons. Tyler's not here to complain about it. I love it. I love Tyler too, but I also love pushing buttons. So there you go. Righteous sack beating. Again, I'm going to say this just one more time since I hadn't mentioned it in a while. I would love for you guys to join in on this. Leave me a voicemail and just tag it like where you put your name or not put your name. Just leave it RSB. Then I'll know to play it in this section. But I'll know to play it in this section so that you can join in with me. I want to know what's bothering you. It doesn't have to be about the Oilers doesn't have to be about the Oilers at all. It could be how much you hate watching Snowflake Mountain and the fact that you got drawn into that terrible Netflix show and you watched the entire season over the course of the weekend. I totally did that. Me and the missus were like, hate watching that show. We watched it for hours. Fucking thing sucks. Fucking thing sucks. Anyway, join in with me. The Trilogy, Oilfield Rentals, Righteous Sack Beating. Go check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. And as we do every week to end off this here podcast, it is time for the voicemails. Rick Hand Distillery brings you the voicemail. Go check them out at RickHandDistillery.com. The tour and tasting coupon is live on the website. It's been there for months, and I encourage you now, just as I always did, to go check it out. Head on out to Nisku. Check out the facility. Check out the booze. Meet the team. Have a good time out there. I promise you're going to love it. Get a bottle of Double Double. I had some of my coffee the other day. Come on. All right, you guys, as always, are leaving me great voicemails. So I'm just going to kick it off with number one. Hey, Big Milk. Uh, so I know a lot of people are talking about can the Oilers bring back Evander Kane right now? And it seems to be a hot topic that people, we don't think the Oilers can afford Evander Kane. Does he sound okay to you guys? Because to me, it sounds really muffled. I'm going to work through this and I might have to translate some pieces here. But uh, weird connection on this voicemail. So I'm going to get through it. But just so you know, if you're hearing this and you're like, why does that sound all garbled? It sounds garbled to me too. 
Now, I know this is a little bit out of left field, and it'll be giving up a lot. But I know last summer there was a rumor that Carey Price was going to be selected by Seattle in the expansion draft, and then traded back to Montreal with half salary retained. So my question to you would be, would you be willing to give up your this first-round pick if you could get a team like Arizona to sign Kane to a, say, 2 by 8 contract, and then trade him back to the Oilers at 50% retained, so Kane would say have a cap hit of $4 million, or maybe a $3.5 million cap hit. Would you be willing to give up your first so Arizona would be eat, or Arizona or adjacent team would be willing to eat that half of the cap or something like that? Thanks, Big Milk. Go Oilers. It's an interesting idea. I, I would love, I mean, I, I don't know how possible that is or how willing anybody would be to do it. Um, but what I would say is I would love, I would love, love, love for the Oilers to be in a position where Ken Holland just gets creative and gets weird like that. When do we ever have a situation where the Oilers, like we as Oilers fans just go, whoa, how did that happen? How did that happen? I just made myself clip in my own ears and that sounded awful. But I'd love to see some creativity using a third team like that, that has some cap space, something like that. I'd love to see it. Again, I don't know how possible it is or whether anybody would be willing to do it. I mean, it's like if you're just, if think about it from the other GM's perspective. Yeah, you get the first round pick. It's a 29th overall, not that great, not that sexy. But then you're doing the Oilers a favor. Teams don't really do each other favors like that. So I wouldn't expect it, but man, I would love to see it. Hey, Bag Milk, uh, Presto here, listening to your podcast. I've actually had most of those snacks that you have mentioned. Nothing with the mustard, but the, the definitely the raw hot dogs. I got my son hooked. So, Presto, I apologize for cutting you off here. I'm going to let this play out. I just have to say again, that episode with all of your random snack foods, the last one I did before I went on vacation, was just so much fun. I listened back to that first segment and I laughed and laughed because some of the shit that you guys are feeding yourselves is just unbelievable. You got to feed the temple, baby. You got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. All right. Back to Presto. Definitely a good snack. The one in my family is oysters on Ritz crackers with hard cheese and a pickle. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like oysters a lot. So what I would used to do, and this is very funny because it was me and my buddy, actually it was the one that I saw him at the wedding that I was out on vacation. When we were in high school, we used to eat oysters on Ritz crackers all the time. No cheese, no pickle, but we would always put hot sauce on it. This one strikes me as delicious, Presto. It's delicious. On the CBA thing, if he does retire, is there no way the Oilers can't take that to the arbitrator or get the lawyers involved as, like you said, it's in the CBA. Uh, we're talking about the Duncan Key thing. Uh, so just to recap really quickly, Bill Daly at, before the Stanley Cup final said that if Duncan Keith does indeed retire, which again, my best, my bold prediction is that he does not, the Oilers wouldn't get any recapture bonus. So they would get the $5.5 million cap hit freed from their books. But originally, initially, we thought there would be an additional $3 bucks on top of that, clearing eight and change or something like that. That will not happen. So back to Preston. Um, I'm in a union. I can't see that they can just change the CBA without the union's approval. Apparently, they're going to try. But if somebody stood up to it, do you think, or could you find out if there would be any legal recourse to maybe take it to an arbitrator to see what they think? Um, Again, great podcast. Thanks for what you do and have a great day. 
I don't know. That'd be a really interesting situation to see. Like if Duncan Keith next week or the week after actually announces that he's done, he's retiring, he's he's done everything a person can possibly do in hockey. Like everything a person can possibly do. And he decides to hang it up and he wants to drink sangria from his patio in the, in the Okanagan. Ah, Yeah, it might be worth fighting for. It might be worth fighting for because that extra three million bucks, man, would that help? Now, does it seem likely? Probably not. I'm an Oilers fan, after all. It is uh, not something that I generally feel goes our way. You know, I'm still in my heart of hearts in turmoil over the Kale McCarr goal in Game One that was clearly offside, but was deemed not offside. Oh, Reby Pirates! You're listening to the barrel eat them never. For some reason, I've got a pirate thing in Northern Ireland accent. Sorry, yes. You might have heard me before. It's the donkey. <laughs> oh, me hearties. Oh, lovely. I love donkey volley. It's been a while since I've gotten one of those from you, sir. Keep up the pirate voices. I want to know what other voices you have in that repertoire of yours. What else is in the, what else is in that vault? I want to know. Yar. That's all I got for a pirate. Hey, Big Milk. How's, how's it going? First of all, how was your vacation? I've been to Vancouver. It's a lovely place. Did you have a good time? I did. I had a great time. Uh, just rewind to the beginning of the show. Watched, uh, ate too much, drank too much, had the best time. Uh, got some sun. Skin's looking good. Looking a little tanned. I like it. That being said, I saw your prompt. What is something I thought I'd be able to do by my age? Mm-hmm. Now I am only 20. There's still a lot of life left in front of me. I am only in university. But when I was younger, I thought I would have a girlfriend by the time I'm 20. And no, that's not what happened. <laughs> I put the same. There's still time, my man. Let me, let me tell you. By the time you're 20, you're still a baby. Go meet people. Meet random people. Meet all the people you can. You know, experiment, get weird out there, uh, provided that is, uh, you know, goes both ways. Thing when I was 19 too, and 18 and 17. Apparently, knowing random facts about the Edmonton Oilers doesn't woo over the women the way I thought it would. But you know, there's still a lot of time left. But I think if 16-year-old me looked back at the way I am now, what 20-year-old me is, I think he'd be kind of weirded out. But anyways, hope you had a great vacation, Bag Milk. Go Oilers. You know what? If there is not a lady for you that wants to accept your Oilers facts and trivia as part of the sexiness that is you, that's not the right lady for you, man. That is not the right lady for you. Looking at my dating journey when I was, uh, so I was in a long-term thing and then it ended and then I was getting back. I was single for a couple of years and getting back out there and just going on the dating apps as me was really interesting because before going on the apps or whatever, I was out there in the real world. Like the people that I met was face to face and I was getting rejected to my face. So being on the apps was both easy and horrifying at the same time. There's plenty of time for you, man. 20 years old, you're still a baby. If I could tell me at 20 what to do, what I would do, well, I'd probably be in a different spot with the old relationships that I went through from then until now. You know, just keep plugging away. Keep plugging away at it. You will find that missus that loves your Oilers facts. I promise you that. She's out there, and you'll find her. Hey, Bag Milk. Long time no chat. 
Um, I haven't sent a voicemail into the podcast in a while, but it's, uh, the podcast has been sounding great just to start off with that. Um, I wanted to ask, why has no one been bringing up uh, the potential possibility of Ken Holland being able to exploit the Minnesota Wild in their cap situation? Um, I know we have to shed a lot of cap space here on the Oilers, but there's a good chance that Minnesota needs to do the same as well because they have so much on the books um, this year. Why don't we try and shed some cap space and trade for someone like a Matt Dumba? Um, I think he'd be an interesting pickup and he'd be definitely an upgrade over some of the defensemen we have on the team. Um, I just kind of wanted your thoughts on trying to maybe exploit uh, teams that are also in cap hell but uh, seem like they have less wiggle room than the Oilers to, to move their pieces around and such. Um, yeah, either that or as uh, well as uh, I saw the uh, UFA market and would you be interested in potentially bringing in someone like Nikita Zadorov? Um, I hated watching him play with the Flames because he's really annoying, but I, I kind of think I'd like him more on the Oilers. What are your thoughts? Uh, so I'll start off with the first part of the question. Yeah, I'd love to see Ken Hall and try and do something with the Minnesota Wilds because you're right. Like we just saw it today, Kevin Fiala got traded for that exact reason. There's no way on earth that the Minnesota Wild wanted to trade Kevin Fiala. Not after the year he just had, but he needed a new deal. They needed cap space. So what did they do? Shipped him in LA for a draft pick and a prospect that's cheap. I'd love to see the Oilers figure out a way to do that. Uh, the only thing standing in the way of it for me is just, can they get creative enough? Do they have the management that's willing to look outside or think outside the box and try and make moves like that and try and take swings? It seems like there are other teams that always seem to manage to get these things done. I'd love nothing more than the Oilers to do it. As for Zadorov, I, I agree. I think he's annoying. Uh, he's a big bruiser on the back end. Uh, I'll be interested to see where he goes if Calgary doesn't bring him up. I, I don't know anything about his contract status also, by the way. If he's a free agent, I imagine you brought him up on the free agency list because he is. Uh, yeah, he'd be of interest, sure. Why not? I think they should explore all kinds of different shutdowny defensemen. But what I would caution them to do is make sure that those guys can skate. Because if there's one thing that Colorado did well, and I mean, well, they did a lot of things well. Obviously, they won the fucking Stanley Cup. They have guys on the back end that can move the puck with their stick and their skates. Do the Oilers have the same to match? Well, there's work to do. There's work to do. Last voicemail from my friends at Rig Hand Distillery. Bag milk. I just realized if the Oilers sign Jack Campbell, we'll have soup and stew as our goalies. We'll have... A fantastic <laughs> meal of two netminders <laughs> on the Edmonton yeah. Oilers. Yep. That's all. No, and you know what? That's exactly what the voicemail is for. I love that. If your goaltenders are soup and stew, either way, that's a hearty meal. I love both soup and stew. Now, the Jack Campbell thing is interesting because obviously it seems like anyway he's not going back to Toronto. But are we just picking up former Leafs here? What is that what we're doing? You know, I love Zach Hyman. Don't get me wrong. I love, love Zach Hyman. Cody Cece, solid. Tyson Berry, he's fine, but I think he might be on the way out just for cap money or for cap savings. No other reason. Are we collecting Leafs? They haven't won anything. Do we want those guys? That said, 
Zach Hyman had never been to the second round before. What did he do in the second round? Scored in every single game. What did he do in the third round? Kept scoring. Maybe they just need to get out of Toronto to really shine. Soup and stew. I hadn't considered that, but man, I uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. There you go. The voicemail from my friends at Rig Hand Distilleries. Go check them out. Again, righanddistillery.com. Tour and tasting coupon right there on the website. I promise you're going to have fun. I promise you. Get a bottle. Get a bottle of Brum. Get a bottle of Double Double. Pour it on your ice cream. It's a long weekend for fuck's sakes. Enjoy yourself. Provide your illegal drinking age. Righanddistillery.com. And there we go. Busy episode of Better Late Than Never. That was episode 29. Looked at the vacation. Looked at Jay Woodcroft's extension. We looked at some rumors with Yesapoliarvi. We looked at the NHL draft. I answered your voicemails. Keep those coming. Now my ask of you is to start leaving some reviews on Apple Podcasts so I can start reading those again. Hasn't been anything new in a while. I'm also going to ask you to tell a friend and keep the voicemails coming in. We start off really hot and heavy on Better Late Than Never when we first launched the podcast. I need you back. I need you back. Argue with each other. Argue with me. Tell me off. Tell me I suck. Tell me you love me. I love all of you. And that's where we're going to end it. So I want to say thank you to my friends at the audio department, Arcadia Brewing, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, and Rig Hand Distillery for making it all possible. Go check out nationgear.ca. That's where you can get tickets to our nation vacation to Toronto. That's coming up in August. Come hang out with me. Go watch a baseball game. I'm watching the Jays right now. It's tied 1-1 against the Red Sox. I want to watch them in person. I've never done it. I'm looking forward to it. Also, if you're a Jays fan, come down to the Pine Downtown on Friday. If you've listened to this podcast after that party, well, where were you on Wednesday night when I released it? Where were you? Just kidding. I love you. Thanks for being here. I missed you guys. I missed doing the podcast. I appreciate the patience on letting me take a vacay. Until next week, or maybe sooner. Again, like I said, I want to do more than one podcast a week, even if I tighten them up a little bit. Like this one, now I'm looking at my computer is going in on almost an hour, 55 minutes, 52 minutes. Maybe I cut them down and do two episodes a week, or maybe I just do one long, normal one in an emergency podcast when I'm bored on the weekend. I can talk about shit for 15 minutes. What if something cool happens on What if something cool happens on Friday on the buyout window? Should I do an emergency podcast? Maybe. Maybe. Until then, I bid you farewell. Please download, subscribe, please tell your friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.